It is always an honor when we receive great minds into the platform of Zolabantu. You know, we know that in the battle that we are as Africans, if we don't come together, we would not be able to succeed in anything. So, Solabantu is basically a platform that brings great minds to come together to see how we can reflect, you know, the issues that affect our nations of Africa and how we as young people can be able to uh, come together to be a blessing to our nations. You know, at Zolabantu we have been teaching what we say, uh, the Zolabantu syllabus, the foundation course. We just completed 28 chapters and now we're moving into the course of pure spirituality. We appreciate you all for basically being part of our, our, our content and liking our pages and also sharing some of our ideas and thoughts. Really appreciate you for, for that. At Zolabantu, we're going to bring you amazing guests. Amazing people are going to come to basically be part of uh, Zolabantu uh, guests. If I could just be able. But Amos, welcome. Yes, how are you doing? I am wonderful. It's an honor to have you. It's an honor to have you. Uh, Thank you. I'm just setting up. Uh, I hope this internet of Africa will not disappoint us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, absolutely! No, 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 no! I don't think it will. I don't think it will. Uh, how is uh, how is everything? No, we are doing fine. We thank God we are kicking on well. Oh, really? That's wonderful. So, how has the day been? Yes, yes, yes. We are what, doing what, fine. What, what, what have you been uh, up the to? The day has been quite well. Uh huh. Uh, I've been quite busy today uh, in, the, in the shop, just trying to attend to plants. Uh, but everything has been fine. Everything has been fine, huh? Yeah. I don't know. Am I the one who is not balanced on the screen? Yeah, I'm trying to adjust. I'm, I'm trying to adjust your screen. Are you at the middle? No, it's okay. It's okay. I think it's it's okay. You are fine. Yes, I'm at, I'm at the middle. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. middle. Let me just try to adjust. You can see my screen, huh? This is what your this is yes. what our, our brothers and sisters are going to see when they when they look at this okay maybe you can move it in the middle yes yes i'm trying to see how i can move it in the middle okay so you can be visible to our audience uh, can you hear us perfectly you can yeah. hear us yeah you are perfectly loud and clear oh that is wonderful yeah. i think i think we can just jump right into it Ladies and gentlemen, this is Brother Amos Onyango. 
I personally call him my my mentor. Uh, it's an it's an honor to to have him <laughs> join us today. I know I know you're a very busy man. You have so many preoccupations, but you you took the time to talk to us today. It is absolutely an honor. It's absolutely an honor. Uh, we are forever indebted to you. Uh, forever indebted, but almost. Mm. <laughs> thank you thank you very much my brother uh you know your name sometimes uh, is very <laughs> difficult to pronounce <laughs> the, the first time we met i thought you were a, a lady so my god my god uh, i have to apologize that <laughs> yeah but i'm very i'm i'm very grateful for mm. uh, giving young people platform like this which zola bantu is doing to at least make Africa a better place. And I think uh, through sharing of these opinions and uh, our ideas and thoughts, we are able to unite and make Africa a better place than we found it. Absolutely, absolutely. I think with mentors like you as well, I think we have a, a future definitely in Africa. The first time I came across it is true. the first time yeah. I came across um, uh, your your personality, it was I saw you at um, Singi Africa magazine. You know, Miss Choma Phillips, if she can hear us, she's an amazing um, mentor of mine. And then when she received you in uh, Singi Africa magazine, I listened to your interview, and really your life really connected uh, with my life. And I really felt like no, I have to get the people of Zolaban to to know Amos Onyango. You know, that is why. Wow, that that is that that is that is so interesting, and I'm very happy that you are, we share the same story. So everyone has a story. The mm. only problem that we have in Africa is that we fear sharing our stories. Exactly. Everyone has a story to tell. If everybody can share his or her story, just imagine how far Africa could be. Mm. Look at that! Look at that! That is really, really uh, yeah. powerful, Badonia. We have uh, we are basically streaming it yeah. on, online on 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 our, on our Facebook page, and I think we have a few people who are watching us. Do leave your comments, and if you have any Thank questions, you. your questions during the the, the interview with Brother Amos, basically uh, put the the questions in the in the comments so we can be able to yeah. to see. Oh, I can see we, we already have uh, Brother. Uh, brother, sorry, I can see we have brother Robert William Jr. who has said shalom. Uh, shalom to. Oh, that's that's interesting uh, to hear from them. I'm also just trying to get in so that I can also share with the young people on my page. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. Uh, so that they are also able to, to follow these. So I think we are good. Yeah, I think we are good. We are good. Wonderful. I've seen some people already. Uh, you know, Facebook Live is always, uh, Facebook Live is always uh, a few a, a few seconds or a few minutes late. So. Uh, they will definitely be able to to catch up with us. But almost let us start. Uh, it's really again an honor to to see you. I know many people watched the interview with with Miss Choma Phillips. 
Uh, many of them have an idea uh, of who Amos mm. Amyango is. So, but for the sake, uh, for the sake of the viewers of Zola Bantu, uh, if you can just have a, a small mm. introduction on who is Brother Amos Onyango. And since I was able to watch the interview with Ms. Choma, I will know which points to highlight uh, as you introduce yourself, Brother Amos. Over to you, Brother Amos. Good. Good. Thank you so much, my brother. And I want to take this opportunity to thank Zola Bantu for this opportunity, for giving me opportunity to share with young people across Africa who are listening today. Now, birthways and upbringing, I was born in a very humble family as the only child in a place called Kisumu County. Mm. But uh, I was brought up in a small village called Ngege in Migori County, uh, that is in southern Nyanza, in Kenya, of course. And uh, my mom was a nurse, well, my dad was a businessman. So it happened that I lost them at the age of 12. And since then, uh, my life has changed. So the rest is history. Uh, in terms of education, I hold a bachelor degree in English and literature oh, wow. from the prestigious. Wow. Uh, Kenyatta University in Nairobi, Kenya. Mm. And uh, professionally, I am a, I am a teacher by profession. Mm. And mm. currently, I am the project manager of the PLO Lumumba Foundation, mm. which is uh, which has present in uh, 17 counties in Kenya, mm. 38 African countries wow. and 10 countries in diaspora. Mm. So together with the foundation work, mm. uh, I serve as uh, executive assistant to Professor Pierre Lomumba. Wow, that is amazing. Now, I am also a, a cross-cultural communication professional, mm -hmm. trainer at um, Henrich Foundation, mm. uh, uh, with the key interest and bias towards uh, purpose, purposeful communication. So I lead key human interest initiative in a number of African countries, which include Tribal Freedom Fighter, that is TFF Africa, wow. and an ashamed ethical organization based in uh, Cape Town and Johannesburg, respectively, in South Africa. Wow. Um, my passion, my passionate love for communication for purpose. For, for purposeful um, relation have placed me as the advisor of several organizations, mm. uh, just to mention a few, uh, Angola-based Kukula Foundation, mm. uh, South Sudan, that is a research institute in South Sudan, and Nigeria's uh, seed care organization. Mm. And beside all this, I'm mm. um, also a uh, a certified counselor and a mentor, volunteer mentor. Mm. So in a nutshell, that is uh, just a brief about uh, uh, who Amos is. Wonderful. My dear friends, listeners, just quick facts about Amos. Do not think that Mr. Amos just came to become what he is today. Mm -hmm. um, there are things about Mr. Amos <laughs> that you do not know. Mr. Amos it was is basically was the only child of his family. You know, his life changed at the age of 12. Mr. Amos, you can see, sold water on the streets eh? in Kenya. He did. <laughs> eh? He worked in construction sites. You know, 
he got scholarships to work in, you know, to study in Joseph uh, School of Rapogi, eh, as we said into the interview. Mm -hmm. Mr. Amos basically mm -hmm. had a good relationship with his grandmother who has influenced uh, his life. Uh, Mr. Amos basically, uh, the clubs that he got involved during his journey has really influenced his life. He even sold French fries, <laughs> he says in Ms. Choba's mm -hmm. <laughs> um, interview. You know, mm -hmm. Mr. Amos basically uh, has been involved in campus politics. You mentioned something important in the interview with Ms. Choma. You said that uh, campus politics affects the national politics. Can you elaborate on that? Uh, that was very important. Part. Yes. You know, my good friend, uh, Ivy, I want to tell you one thing that uh, all campus politics, be it even in Europe, be it in where, they reflect national politics. And mm. if I'm wrong, maybe somebody might have, may, may correct me in this, because you see what reflects in campus is what eventually come into the national politics. And um, in Africa, uh, based on experience what I've witnessed, uh, campus politics is very dirty. And uh, in very few university that they elect the leaders that deserve to be elected. Mm. But let me say about 75% of all the universities, they may not get the right leaders because they use what is called um, national politics, which are being influenced by the national politicians. Mm. So this is really affecting our campus politics. And this is one of the things I highlighted in my book, my first book, that is Twist and Turns. Twist and Turns, we'll definitely get into that. You also mentioned something, you said that leadership starts with mm. small things. Leadership starts with small things. How can you uh, go deep on that, huh, about leadership? Why do you think it doesn't begin with big things, but only small things as being a leader? My brother, there is one book that I read, mm -hmm. which says that um, if you can't do small things, eh, mm -hmm. Even the big things will become a very great challenge for you to do. Mm. So that is the same with leadership. Like leadership is not about being in a political position, mm. being a president, being a prime minister, being a, a, a cabinet secretary. Mm. Leadership starts with basic, simple things. You wake up from your bed, you're able to spread your bed neatly. Wow. That is leadership. Yes. You are in the house and you have seen something is not placed in a, in a good manner, then you put it in the way it was supposed to be placed. That is leadership. Mm. So leadership is not uh, like, I have to be a pastor in a church, I have to be a, a principal of a certain school, I have to be a lecturer, I have to hold a position, a political influence position. No, 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 no. Mm. It starts with basic, simple things. Wonderful. In your journey, Mr. Amos, to become who you are today, you were able to make some, to, to make some friends, some genuine friends you mentioned in the interview with Ms. Choma. How have you been able to separate just common friends and genuine friends, finding the right people who believe in your vision? You know, uh, and this is something that you know, is that um, there are two things that defines you, mm -hmm. that defines what type of life you want. And number one is uh, the books you read mm. and the people you associate with. Mm. If you read books that doesn't add value to you, you'd be valueless. Mm. 
Mm. If you interact with people that uh, doesn't have any value to you, then uh, your life will be miserable. Mm. So in a nutshell, what I'm saying is that I developed up a, a good friendship with the good people that I know that could make me progress mm. in terms of um, my 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 career path in terms of my education mm. in terms of what i wanted to achieve as an individual and that's why you have seen most people most people succeed in everything that that they do mm -hmm. they must have been mentored by one individual or the other if you see at maybe let me give an example like professor Piero Lumumba. wonderful he was an intern at Malimu Julius Nyerere Foundation. Oh. And there is where I got such kind of mentorship. Wow. And history is through, throughout. If you check Kamal Sankara, if you check Kwame Nkrumah, if you check Modiba Keita, if you check um, uh, Archbishop Desmond mm. Tutu, if you check uh, even the late now, the, 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 the late... Uh, uh, John Pombe Magufuli. Mm. The history is the same. Mm. Like the people you interact with, those are people that make your future. If you interact with this, your your chances of being a thief are very high. Oh. And it is true. Mm. If you interact with harlots, your chances of being an harlot is very high. Mm. If you interact with corrupt leaders, corrupt mindset, mm. your chances of being corrupt is very high. So the young people listening if you want a better life if you want to walk in the right path you must choose two things the books you read and the kind of people you interact with wonderful you mentioned it's an amazing word you said mentorship mentorship that is a key word yes. why do you think that yes. african youths need to be mentored you know what is the important because one of your projects in the pillow foundation was the mentorship uh, africa mentorship that you worked on why is mentorship such an important area in the in our life today as African if we hope to move forward? Why do we need mentors? What can you tell the youths out there who basically think of this idea of mentorship? Does everyone need a mentor? I will say yes, and that is a very good question. Everyone needs a mentor. I too have mentors, not just mentors. Mm. I have business mentors. I have spiritual mentors. Mm. I have different kind of mentors and mentors doesn't have to be an age person it doesn't have to be based on uh, in terms of judging from which side but a mentor has to be a relevant person in the area that you you're following let's say for example in terms of uh, writing books i have mm. mentors in right that guides me in writing books mm. and some of them are very young very in young. terms of wow. um, knowing the the path to follow i have mentor mentors that uh, are guiding me to follow the right path in terms of knowing how my life should be spiritually mm. and even in terms of how i relate with people so what i will say an african youth needs a mentor mm. and an african youth also needs to be a mentee like mm -hmm. a mentee of different mentors mm. and also you find out these mentors also have mentees mm. so it is one way we be we benefit in both ways we both need to have a mentor also we also need to be mentees we also need to learn from people mm. like we we cannot fit in everything there mm. must be a area where you you are specializing that you need to be guided and also you need to give back in terms of guiding other young people mm. 
Wonderful. So African youth need mentors. And without mentors, they can never achieve anything that they want to do. This is true, and I've tested this. Mm. If you don't have a mentor, even uh, managing uh, something like a barbershop can be very difficult for oh. you. I, I like that you mentioned So you that. must have, yes, mm -hmm. you must have uh, right people who tell you this is what you need, this is what you should do, and mm -hmm. they should be people at least who have done these things before. Wow, this is amazing. And on the PLO Foundation, which mm -hmm. you have been part of for so many years, I know in PLO Foundation you nurture young people in areas of education, you know, health, advocacy, creativity, innovation, arts, and culture. You are now available in 38 African countries, you know, 10 in the diaspora. What yes. do we hope to expect from the PLO yes. Foundation in the years to come? Uh, do you, what, what is the, the vision going forward for PLO Foundation? Do you plan to conquer the entire world <laughs> uh, and, and have it in every country? <laughs> I will say PLO Lubumba Foundation started uh, 30 years ago. Oh. That is about 1990. Oh. And uh, throughout across uh, that time, uh, one of the things that people have not known about the PLO Foundation is that uh, it has been receiving support from individual and people of goodwill. Mm. But it has never received any donation from big NGOs and organizations. It is actually relying on Professor Pilo Lumumba himself and few other good people of goodwill. And what the Pilo Lumumba Foundation has done, mm. if you check our archives, you'll be amazed. There are things that people don't say. And as uh, Martin Luther King once said, that good things sell themselves. Mm. You don't need to, to put it outside there. They will always come out. There are so many things that the PLO Lumumba Foundation has done, like in terms of uh, community, giving back to the community. We have done quite a number of things. Mm. So right now, we have a new program, which uh, I mentioned if you listen to the previous interview, that is the PLO Africa Mentorship Program. Mm -hmm. And our programs cut across six thematic areas. Mm -hmm. And these system, six thematic areas are education, health, agriculture, uh, advocacy, creativity, innovation, and um, industry. Then we have arts and culture, mm -hmm. which now is now becoming uh, my, my area of passion. Mm -hmm. So. Piano Lumba Foundation is nurturing young people to appreciate mm. the African mm. um, African culture, the mm -hmm. African we want, the Africa that everybody desire to have. And uh, is not doing this alone, as they normally say that you can never achieve this alone. We have a team mm -hmm. and we have just started small. Now, as I said, we are present in 38 African countries and 10 in diaspora. And uh, to mention, in the 38 African countries, not all of them we are legally registered in. There are some that we are still not registered completely, but we have presence in them. So we are making efforts, and we believe Africans of goodwill will also help in terms of this, because when we are present in the entire world, is good. We make a change as Africa, we make a change as a community, we make a change as individual. Mm. Because small things start, um, 
grow big when we start with our community, when we start with our that little village. Mm -hmm. So provided our village is not uh, developed, provided our village doesn't have enough lighting, enough um, food, mm -hmm. then we have a problem. And there is where problem starts from. So we need to mentor many young people. And also we young people, we need to get mentored mm -hmm. by different people across Africa and even beyond so that we are able to do our best in different uh, fields in different capacity and that is the way we can make things work out wonderful wonderful and uh, in case somebody wants to be part of the PLO foundation and he wants to be a, a, a mentee we have seen Mr. Usman Ture who is now part of the, the PLO foundation what is the procedure to become part of the PLO foundation what do we have to do as, as, as the youths to be part of this foundation do we have to register somewhere what good is yes I, if you want to register in the plo Lumba foundation the informations are available at the website that is www.plofoundation.org mm. then apart from that you can also reach out to us i leave for you uh, the contact details that they can reach out to me they are the one to register mm. so what we do is that we link uh, people want to join with various chapters that we are present. If we are not present in a county, in a country or a, a county in Kenya, for example, mm -hmm. then the headquarter, which is Nairobi, will will have all the details of uh, the, the registered participant mm -hmm. and will advise on the way forward. But we allocate mentors from different um, fields based on what somebody wants to be mentored in. As you know now, we have advisory board which uh, uh, represent the entire continent and they come from different African countries. We also have patrons, patrons. who act as wow. advisor to, 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 to the advisory board team. So the entire team is very organized in terms of how we run out our things. Of course, we, we also have um, um, uh, uh, the few downfalls here and there, but we learn day by day to polish our mistake and we make it better because there is nobody who is perfect mm. in the entire continent we all have mistakes we learn daily because those mistakes are what make the success that we want exactly now let's move on to one of your own your own business which is lowy uh basically lowy africa you say that uh, you can see the audience on the right. There's uh, amazing bags that have been designed by Mr. Mr. Amos' uh, company, Lowy Afrique. We'll talk about that. You said L stands for lively, A for advantage, W for warm-hearted, and, and then Y is for young. Where did you get these ideas to name it Lowy Afrique? What, what was the motivation behind this Lowy Afrique? You know... Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, we people, or even young people across Africa, we have this individualism um, um, problem mm. where if we, we have opened a company, we want to name it ourselves. Mm. We want to personalize eh? Exactly. that this is mine, this is Amos. Eh? What will happen in, uh, in 100 years to come? You don't know. Mm. So we must move from in the, in the, in putting things um, uh, as mine as and mine. make it as we. As and mine. that is something that we'll discuss under the Ubuntu, that we, Africa, have this um, problem that uh, 
this belong to me. So if it belongs to me, then it means that uh, I have to person personalize the thing. Mm. So the idea came to encourage young people that we can start something, but it doesn't have to be yours. It can help other generation to come. So mm. that's why we came up with a neutral name called Lawi Africa. Wow, that is beautiful. And uh, and this this is an African um, outfit and accessory manufacturing, processing, and sales business based in Nairobi, Kenya. But also we we are doing sales across Africa. So basically, we deal with bags. Uh, we deal with a wide range of products mm. from footwears, mm. clothes, leather products, mm. as I mentioned, bags, covers, phone cases, so many things. I, I don't know if I'm in a position to share my screen, maybe just to see. Absolutely. If absolutely. I'm not, then maybe I'll, 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 I'll be able to share sure, these sure, later sure. on. No issue, no issue, um, no issue. And are these products affordable you, for the Africans? Uh, can we all afford it? These, uh, are the prices affordable? Yes, yes, yes. The prices are very affordable, and these are locally made. Like mm. there is no anything that you get from uh, foreign countries. Mm. They are purely locally made in African country. If it be it fabrics, you get it from different African countries. Be it uh, raw materials that mm. we use from sisal, from uh, from 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 um, the, 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 the 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 leathers, and mm -hmm. name them. All these are locally made products that we use to make this thing. The the reason why we were we are doing this is to to promote mm. Africanism, to promote African culture, to promote African businesses. Mm. That's why we are doing all these. Wonderful. And how does one support Lowy Africa? Mm. How do we, how can one support if one wants to basically support your so, ideas? So we we have our contacts which I'll share on okay, when wonderful. when we are almost to wind up. Mm -hmm. uh, we have our details, but currently our website is um, under maintenance, like it's being advanced in a way mm -hmm. so that we are able to 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 reach out to many people even beyond Africa. Mm -hmm. uh, but also we have our social media pages, which I think you you have seen. Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll share with the public also on that. So you can reach us uh, in so many ways. Uh, you can also reach out to us through me. Mm. Uh, so many avenues. We have our email address that is lawiafric at gmail.com where people can also reach out, out to us. Mm. Before we move into our second session to discuss on our, on our next on our next topic, we want to know uh, what are some of Mr. Amos' hobbies eh, and, and talents apart from Piolo Foundation, apart from Lawyer Freak, what can someone find Mr. Amos doing when it's when it's free, when you are, have your time? Are you a family man? Do you have children? What do you love to do? Your hobbies, some of your skills that uh, we may know more about you outside the office, eh? the, the 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 home, Amos Onyango. Mm. Thank you. Uh, I love reading a lot. I think reading is one of my hobbies, eh? Mm. And. Um, I read everything, like I read from magazine, from newspaper, from blogs. Mm. And beside that, the hobby that I also love so much is uh, listening to YouTube uh, uh, videos. That is something that I'm addicted to. <laughs> so I listen to different people sharing their opinions and just to watch out African documentaries. Oh, okay. So those are the areas that I love so much. 
outside uh, reading um uh, i'm also somebody who like listening to music soft mm. music mm. especially mm. rumba music oh. so i love such that's beautiful uh family wise um i'm currently uh dating wonderful. but still not committed still not committed mm. <laughs> that's wonderful that's wonderful we hope uh, for the for yes. the best yes 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 so we hope that uh, very soon because things have to be done in a procedural way mm. uh, and uh, hopefully by grace of god uh things uh, will will run out the right way absolutely thank you so much for almost for that mm -hmm. introductory part to know more about you now we're going to focus on our topic mm -hmm. for today how can we achieve economic independence mm -hmm. as africans you know very well that you know if one of the problems that we're facing in africa is we have, we have a problem of we're handicapped in terms of finance you know and poverty is a strategy Correct. poverty has always been a strategy for you know the people who basically dominate us to see how they can keep us down mm. you know because they say that a hungry stomach does not listen to anything so you can teach and speak as much as you want but if you do not provide you know the 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 the, 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 the means to survive as a human being like food shelter it is very difficult you know and you know in africa we have over 1.3 billion people in africa and many of them live you know in, in poverty so it's it's easy for them to be influenced by the politicians of the day eh, when they come and give them something in their pocket then they support them so poverty has always been a strategy you know you have been an entrepreneur who has basically launched a business which is successful and and you know many times our educational system only trains us you know to find a job but not to be business people you know and so what are some of the keys and principles you think that we as Africans, you know, can try, can do to become economically independent so we can be able to move forward and reflect on bigger issues? Because if I'm hungry, I cannot think huh, about liberating Africa. Mm -hmm. yeah? So what are some of the That is it. And I, and I think... Uh, go on, go on. Thank go on. you. Thank you very much, my brother. That is a very nice question. And I think um, we Africa for for the past decades we have been disunited for so long. Hmm. So the first thing that can make us have economic independence is unity. Hmm. Without unity, we can never do anything. There is a book that I was reading that says that if you are in a team, hmm. then whatever you do as a team, there is high percentage of the success compared to when you are doing something individually at individual level so for the past years and past decades africa has been disunited africa has been branded names but i think this is the time for africa to wake up and say we want a better africa for us Mm. And it starts with us practicing what is called unity and love. So long as I don't uh, like you, my brother, then whatever we are going to do will not make sense completely. Mm. So what I can say to people listening to this is that for us to have an economic independent Africa is that we must be united and we must practice what is called love. Mm. That is number one. Number two, 
There is a book that is written by Ngugi Watio called Decolonizing the Mind. Ngugi? Yes. Professor Ngugi Watio, yeah. Mm. And this book is a book that I recommend to very to all young Africans listening to this conversation. Decolonizing the mind, Unless we decolonize this mind mm. as African, we will never achieve economic independence. Mm. Mm. And how do we decolonize our mind? We decolonize our mind by accepting that so-and-so is doing this thing better than me, what can I contribute and make it better than how it was found? Or how, how can we work together to make it a success mm. that can help our community, that can help our village, that can help our country, that can help our continent? Mm. But provided we don't decolonize our mind, then trust me, we are not going to achieve economic independence because the mind is the standard of the man. Mm. You can say that again. Yes. Yes, the mind is the standard of the man. And and I know women will be a little bit jealous. I can go ahead and say the mind is the standard of a man and a woman. <laughs> My God, yeah. that is absolutely, absolutely... So that is number two. That is number two. Number three, number three. Go on. is that expansion of local economies through exploitation of local resources mm, you can say that again expansion my god expansion of local economies through exploitation of local resources if we don't support uh, the smes i know you know them the small medium enterprise businesses uh -huh. Uh -huh. if we don't support them then trust me you we can never achieve this economic independence. Mm. And it starts by us expanding the local economies through exploitation of the resources that we have locally. Mm. That is the only thing that can make us have self-independent mm. in terms of e e e economy. Mm. Now, the last one that I will say mm -hmm. is human development through education and skills development. Human education through human development, mm. human development through education and skills development. Mm. Education is power. We are looking for education everywhere. We want to learn. We want to learn new things. Provided we don't have those kind of skills, mm. then we cannot achieve economic independence. And I want to tell young people who are listening: you don't need to be employed in a very big office for you to achieve economic independence. Mm. Right now, my brother, if, for example, you have a problem with your toilet, mm. you love to look for a plumber. Mm. I want you to do this research, which I think uh, you will come up with a very good outcome. How many plumbers do we have in the entire continent of Africa? Imagine. I'm very sure they are not even 50%. Not even. Hmm. So this is to challenge young people that there are these things that we do that can really have impact to them and the skills. <clears throat> if young people can learn, can, 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 can learn these technical skills, the skills of sewing, the skills of uh, plumbering, the skill of um, uh, making these African wear things, mm. 
then we can achieve what is called economic independence. Hmm. Provided we don't do this, then we are doomed completely. So if there is a young person listening outside, they're saying, no, I can't be a plumber, no, I can't be a tailor, no, I can't be a mechanical engineer, no, I can't be a farmer. And you know, these things are very interesting. You know, farmers are the most people that get a lot of resources mm. and they don't go hungry. They never. Yes. They never. <laughs> Farming is the best thing ever. There are some con con countries uh, where farming, they have this good soil that they can do farming. Mm. But the problem we have with our generation, mm. the G generation where they are 24 hours on their gadgets, <laughs> is that they don't learn these basic things. Mm. And there is where we get it wrong. Because uh, tell me, what, why are we working? We are working to bring food on the table. If you can have a farm that produces food for even your small village, just imagine how many people you can kick out of poverty. So many. But African people, African youth think that the only quick to, 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 to wealth is through betting. Mm. It's, mm. It's, through, it's through being there in an office with a good tie and a white shirt, which is not true. Because at the end of the day, the money that you make out of the office is going to be taxed by the government and you end up having nothing. My God. So we must decolonize our mind. We must live as brotherhood and love one another. If I know that so-and-so is doing a better thing than me, let us work together. Let us do what is called collaboration mm. and make Africa a better place. Wonderful, wonderful. If we do all this, then we love economic independence. But provided we don't do this, then we are we are killing the economy of Africa. We're killing the economy of Africa. You mentioned something important in Mr. Chola's, Mr. Ms. Choma's interview. You said that today's generation basically they love to get rich quick. They have these get rich quick schemes. You know, they basically that, that is yeah, it. this culture of expecting much without giving without giving nothing. You spoke about this in. Uh, and, and that's why you find so many that is Lawi Africa. I started with a very small coin. Very small. Very small coin. Go on. But what young people forget, very small, what young people forget to know is that you don't need to wake up a day and be like big company like Microsoft, like Aliko Dagonte, name them, all those big companies. Mm everything as a process success is is a winston Churchill says very well that success is a, is moving from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm oh my god and that is the way we need to move as young people Absolutely. if you wake up one day and say no i must get this iphone and you don't have money mm -hmm. in your pocket you only have uh, 50 dollars cannot buy an iphone Mm. So you must work hard and say, today I'll receive this type of phone, which is $50 that I can afford, but I believe if I work hard the next time I'll have this better phone. That's but if you wake up and place the entire of your money on a betting company that is being run by, uh, by people who are after business to, to to get that your little coin. At the end of the day, you will not make anything. 
That is so profound. That's profound. Your entire money has gone. So young people who are also there, they should know that there is nothing that can be achieved easily. Nothing. Even eating is not easy. Even eating is not easy. If you want to eat, you must prepare your table well. Uh -huh. You must have water there. You must have Soviet there. You must have uh, mm. all the nitty gritties that is required. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. But the, the, the G generation thinks that they will wake up and go online and make a hundred million in a day. <laughs> and that's why you find them committing suicide. Mm. Mm? Because depression is killing them. They want to be like so-and-so. So-and-so mm. took a lot of time to build their, their legacy, took a lot of time to build a company. Mm. Look at KFC. Look at, uh, mm. look at Microsoft. Look at Facebook. Mm -hmm. Look at Amazon. Mm. These are companies that started somewhere. But you wake up all in the day and you want to be like an Amazon company. Mm. It's not possible. It's not. You want to be like uh, the Patrick Mosepe company. It's not possible. You want to be like Equity Bank mm. in Kenya. <laughs> you want to like be EcoBank in West Africa. It's not possible. These things have to be achieved through a process. So, so long as we don't follow the right process, we get it wrong. So appreciate whatever little you have, work hard and collaborate. The problem with, the, with Africa is that we are enemies of our own. We don't appreciate other people's success. And that's why we fail. Mm. So not unless we appreciate that so-and-so is better than me in this, we can combine it and bring something better. Trust me, even if you're running a multi-billion company, mm. you will never succeed. So what you're saying that we should be able to admit that I am not good at this. I can learn this from Brother Amos. That is it. And that is the spirit of Ubuntu. Mm. Mm. I really appreciate that. That's it. As we move on to the next session, let's just open a small uh, uh, paragraph. What are some of Brother Amos' weaknesses? What are some of the things that you're still working on to become better? Uh, if you can let the people know. Uh, I'm sure that you're not good at everything. There are some things that you're still working on that you still have not really mastered. What are some of these things that Brother Amos is still, you know, becoming to, to, to really uh, be good at? That, that, that's a very interesting question. You know, everyone has a weakness, a weakness mm. in one way or the other. Mm. Uh, but, uh, you know, some of these weaknesses you don't identify not unless people like you share such weaknesses. Mm. So, I'm flexible to learn, like, if somebody can tell me, oh, Amos, you know what, today you had a very nice show, but what we feel is that your voice was not audible enough, mm -hmm. you can make it better. Ah. That can become your weakness. So weaknesses mm. are gotten from feedback. If I get a feedback that this product is not good, you need to improve on it. Take it as a positive feedback. Mm -hmm. But also I have to admit that there's some feedback that are not good. They discourage you. Ah. So you also have to to filter out the type of feedback you get. Feel if I get a feedback with a client uh, that a bug is not done properly, that something is not worked on, I appreciate that weakness and I have to apologize that this is my weakness. I must work towards it. Hmm. But other than that, also at personal level, hmm. I have also other weaknesses. Hmm. I cannot speak like Professor Pilo Lumumba. <laughs> I must admit that. I knew that would be the I am, I was. I am not <laughs> Professor. Yes. Wonderful. So if you admit that you are not so-and-so uh -huh. and you accept your weaknesses, mm. then you are able to progress gradually because Rome was not built in one day. Mm. Mm. 
Yes. It took time. Mm. Absolutely. So it's through practice and practice and getting to interact with great minds like you and great organization like Zola Bantu, which is doing quite a mm. uh, number of great things across the continent and even beyond. Yes. I learned from such organization. That is beautiful. I learned by sharing to young people. I learned by sharing with the with the elderly also, mm. because there is no shortage of wisdom. Mm. I don't have monopoly over wisdom. Uh -huh. I need to get, uh, I need to learn from other people. Yes, mm. absolutely. Now, as we move into our next, our, our last session, my brothers and sisters, you have seen the four points that Mr. Amos has laid out. You know, to be able to free ourselves economically. You know, he mentioned things of being able to unite. We have to be able to decolonize our mind. We have to expand local economies through exploration of our natural resources. As we move into our, our last session with Brother Amos, those of you who have questions in our live, please put your questions below, and Mr. Amos will address your questions at the last, after we finish at the last session. Mr. Amos, you know, at Zolabantu, we teach African education, and we awaken the African conscience. And weekly, we're always sending these um, chapters weekly for people in our group to read. And right now we are in chapter 11 and uh, we begin from chapter 1 understanding the paradigm understanding the world that we live in what kind of because the word paradigm means vision you know the vision that runs the world at the moment you know if we look at the world today mm. you find that there's a vision of accumulating you mentioned the vision of me 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 my my mind so the entire world at the moment is being run around mm. this paradigm of to accumulate paradigm of personality you want to be able to accumulate as much resources as you want you want to be able to dominate other people so this paradigm you know it came into africa 500 years ago you know and then from there on it replaced our paradigm of what yeah. are some of your thoughts on this paradigm of the west Good. of uh, where they only see africa as a place to explore and get natural resources. What are your ideas on paradigm? Good. Thank you very much. First of all, what I will say from my side is that a paradigm is a way of looking at something. Exactly. Mm. So when you change that uh, paradigms, you are changing how you think about something. Mm. For the past years, the West has, has looked into Africa as a, a continent that cannot uh, be self-independent, a continent that cannot uh, um, produce great minds. Mm. But you, my brother, you are in, in London right now, if I'm not wrong. Uh, I'm in New Delhi, and, um, in India. You know very well. <laughs> yeah, you're in India. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> and you know, you know very well that in India, for example, there are so many Africans who are doing great things. Yes. Yes. If you go to, for example, in... Um, in countries such as USA, there are so many doctors who are Nigerians. Absolutely. Very educated. There are so many nurses who are Nigerians from different uh, parts of Africa. Oh. We, Africa, we don't have shortage of ideas. Oh. The only problem that we have is that we are enemies, enemies of our own. So we must tell the world, especially oh. the Western, that it is Africa that make them run. Mm. If you see, if you look at uh, all the things that these Western people use, mm. tell me which one doesn't come from Africa. Everything. Everything. None. None. 
everything, yeah. including the gadgets they use in their phones. It yes. comes from DRC Congo. Yes. 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 The best brilliant minds come from Africa. Mm. So we must change our way on how we look at things. Mm. If we believe in ourselves as Africa, trust me, we can do better than Europe, we can do better than Asia, we can do better than name them, all mm. those continents. Mm. Wonderful. Now, if we look at the, the paradigm... But provided we don't, we don't change no, no. our mindset. Exactly, mindset. Provi no. Provided we don't change how we look things, how mm. we see that this one, if, if I can invest in this particular place in Africa, then this particular community will have clean water, this particular community will have better education, this particular community will grow, mm. then we get it wrong. And that is what Africa has not looked into, Africans. Hmm. Absolutely. The way they look at things. Absolutely. The perspective on how they set up their ideas. Hmm. Do you think we have lost our sense of Ubuntu in Africa? Do you think Ubuntu still exists? Do we still have that concept of Ubuntu? Or do you think it has, we have lost it in Africa? First of all, what I would say is that um, Ubuntu has been a very good slogan for us Africans. Slogan. Mm. And in practice, Ubuntu means just to, 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 to elaborate, believing the common bonds from different groups, mm. that you are more important than an individual arguments and, uh, and divisions within it. Mm. So people will debate, people will disagree, it is not like there are tensions. Huh? Mm. It is about coming together and building an argument together, like a more of a concession mm. around what affects the community. Mm. And once we have debated, then it is understood mm. what is best for the community. Because a person is a person through persons. Mm. You can repeat that. Like me, my life, as I, I narrated before, a person is a person through persons. Through persons, yes. You have watched my, my story, a little bit of it, and I know you'll read my book. Yes. You know about this, that I grew up in a community where my own community didn't support me at all. Mm. I was supported by well-wishers. But see, I'm a person because I interacted with different persons. So the moment we, we, we decolonize our mind, I'm going back to decolonization of the yes, mind, yes. and we believe that it is not I, it is not Amos. Mm. It is not you, Ivy. Mm. Mm. It is we, we, the word we, W-E. Mm -hmm. We come together, we do as one. If my idea is not making sense, and so-and-so idea is making sense, why don't I buy to the idea? Mm. So provided we African, we don't buy others' idea, then the spirit of Ubuntu will be completely loose. Absolutely. And that's why we are not able to unite as Africa, because we, we, we are not uh, bringing the spirit of Ubuntu in us. Mm. We are not sharing our ideas. We are not uh, accepting people's opinion that may be very, very important to a particular development. Mm. 
We believe that my idea is the best, this idea cannot work. Mm. And that is why we get it wrong. That is not the spirit of Ubuntu. Mm. The spirit of Ubuntu is accept people's opinion, even if yours was best mm. at individual level. The level of tolerance should be there. Mm. Yes. I really, yes. really like that. Really like so that. we must move out this notion of I, I and make it we. Make it we. Well, almost you know that uh, back in the days we had so much slavery in Africa and many of our brothers and sisters, even from Kenya, you know, were forced to go and work in the plantations in the Caribbean, in North America, in South America. So we have many of our brothers who are in the diasporas. Okay? What do you think is the role of the diaspora, the Africans who are out of Africa, in the development of the economy of Africa? What can you tell? you know, the diasporas who are out of Africa. Is it time to come home? Can they bring their expertise back home? What is their role as we move to develop Africa? Very nice question, my brother. Thank you. First of all, I will, this is my opinion. Eh? Mm. They should demystify the, the notion that Africa is a dark continent. Mm. You know, we have very nice people in the diaspora. But they view Africa as a dark continent. What, what should they do? They should be our ambassadors on the immense potential and resources in Africa. Yes. They should also act in investing back in Africa. And how can they invest? They can invest by, by their, their skills. They can invest by their resources. They can in, invest uh, by just sharing opinion. Mm. It doesn't mean that investment has to be monetary. Mm. There are so many amazing people in the diaspora that are doing quite good. If they can bring their ideas back to Africa and make Africa better, mm. trust me, Africa can be the best continent in the world. Ah, in Geta. yes. So they should act in investing back in Africa. We appreciate what they are doing in, in diaspora, but east or west, wherever you are, home will always be the place. Home always be the place. Yes. So give back to your home. Don't forget your home. A person is a person when he, he doesn't forget his home. Mm -hmm. But provided you forget your home, that means you forget your lineage. That means you forget your history. That means you forget your culture. Mm -hmm. So you must remember where you came from. Mm -hmm. Even if you are running millions of money, one day you will die. Mm -hmm. So give back to where you came from. Wonderful. No, but almost you mentioned something very important. Let's go back to, to the Africa on politics. Mm. You know, the most African countries are run by a system of democracy, the power of the people for the people by and by the people, where people have to vote as a group. This system of democracy came from the West. It's a Greek concept, democrata. Yeah? Because back in Africa, we, yes. had, we basically organized our societies based on our cultures and our traditions. We did not have the system of democracy. But ever since yes. many African countries got their independence in the 1960s, Ghana was the first in 1958 or 59, and we have adopted these ideas of the West of democracy, governing by the people. Yes. But democracy tends to work when you vote with your conscience. You know? mm. If you're voting with your conscience under democracy, so it's not really about the majority rule. So do you think that 
democracy will continue to work for Africa, or do you think there can be another alternative system of government for Africa in the years to come? That is a very interesting uh, question. I may not answer it as you want, eh? mm -hmm. but I'll give my opinion because an opinion is an opinion. Feel free. Feel free. <laughs> so, so first of all, you know, the political parties of Africa are our democracy. You go to a country like Kenya, we have so many political parties. Mm. But, but there are also countries that are doing well. You go to Tanzania, you can see. You have mm. witnessed what has been going on in Tanzania. Mm. They are a very good example. Mm. And provided we have so many political parties in our countries, mm. then the possibility of being tribalistic is very high. And there is a lot of tribalism, especially in my country, Kenya. Powerful, powerful statement, yes. This, this, is, this is what is killing. This is a benchmark to most African countries because I know it is there in, uh, in Nigeria. It's there in different parts of it countries. Is there, absolutely. So, not unless we minimize hmm. political parties that we have and say, this is what we have, we can work with these two parties, hmm. then we cannot achieve a democratic election in any African country. Absolutely, but I'm and the problem we have is that they engage in expanding and increasing progressively in political leadership spaces in Africa and opening up uh, uh, ways eh, mm. to loot to loot things that Africans have built because mm. Africans are the ones that fund this uh, these people. Yes, they're the people that run businesses. Mm -hmm. So not unless we start engaging these people and even promoting women leadership you have now seen it in tanzania yes that shows you that africa is waking up mm. if we can wake up like tanzania yes if we can wake up like uh, Botswana, mm. if we can wake up like rwanda mm. then africa can have the best way but there is a sense i feel that sometimes democracy is not good mm. is my opinion Go because on. you find Go. out that we have been this too soft, this too soft. We want to do things in the right, in the right way. Yes, I'm not saying it's bad to do things in the right way, but there are areas where democracy can never work at all. If you check history, and uh, history may judge if perhaps I'm wrong, most countries that have been successful, there must be some sort of madness. Mm, please go deep on that. In terms of how governance is being done, mm. yeah. Check a, a country like uh, like Burkina Faso mm. during the rule of Thomas Sankara. Mm. It could only be a country when Thomas Sankara stood up and say there must be a level of madness when you want to achieve some things. This is the way we need to go. Mm. And that's how Burkina Faso became independent. And within the, the, the time when Thomas Sankara ruled in Burkina Faso, you have seen how Burkina Faso developed the land of upright man. Absolutely. So we, Africa, if we don't change our mindset from the type of leaders we elect, it begins with us. It goes back to the mindset. Hmm. If a leader comes and gives me 500 Kenya shillings, that is about $5 that I go and vote somebody. Hmm. And this doesn't uh, add in terms of democracy. That is not democratic. Hmm. How is democracy win? 
I know that so and so is not a good leader. Oh. He is bringing for me a thousand shillings to vote him, and I know very well he's not good. I deny that money. I don't take it. Oh. But the current generation of youths, they pick this money. Oh. And that's why you find that most African countries are not having democratic election because the youths are being bought. The reason being, the youths are not independent. And that brings us to the topic that we discuss about being economically independent. Mm -hmm. So long as we have a continent that is economically, economically independent, then trust me, the issue of leadership will not be an issue. Uh -huh. We love a, con a continent that is straight in how they do things, mm -hmm. a continent that knows that elections are not uh, a matter of life and death is giving other people chance to serve, the right people to serve the continent. Oh. So but much. provided we get this wrong, then we get everything wrong. So much brother. We must have economic independence for our young people not to be bought with a with the hundred Kenya shillings. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I really appreciate that, Brother Amos. Brother Amos. You know, Brother Amos, I have been studying the history of Africa. It's very sad. You know, if you look at uh, many of our leaders that we had in Africa, if you look at leaders like Thomas Sankara, Nkwame Nkrumah, Steve Biko, Samora Machel, Nelson Mandela, you know, uh, Julius Nyerere, you would notice that when these leaders were alive with us, we never gave them so much attention. Only when, Good. Only when they die, we begin to praise their name, we begin to glorify them. Oh, he's so famous. Oh, Father Nkwama Nkrumah. But when he was alive, we never regarded them. We have amazing people today in Africa, like Professor Piero Lumumba, Mr. Amos Onyango, <coughs> Mr. Joshua Maponga, Dr. Rikana Chiombori. But we do not give them the support they need. But one day when we hear that, oh, Dr. Rikana is dead, now we go and praise their name even more. So why do black people have that hatred? you know, towards their own leaders when they are alive with them? What is the problem? I, I, I love that. I love that question. I love it. The way you have bro brought it up is very nice. Why do African people have so much hatred? And, and you know, brother, this is the reason why you, you, you are in Asia now. You mm. know very well mm. how, how Asians interact. And we must accept that, for example, I want to give a key example of the Chinese. Yes. Go on, brother. The Chinese knows what they want because mm. they are united. Mm. They are appreciating their own. Mm. But what do we have Africans? We keep on complaining of, 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 of government. We keep on complaining of ourselves. What are we doing at individual level? Are we appreciating what my brother Ivy is doing? Are we appreciating what Zola Bantu is doing? Or we are trying to go online and saying, you know, these people, they bring a show, their internet is poor. Mm. Uh, we, we all look for these silly, silly mistakes, which doesn't, uh, uh, I mean, petty, petty mistake from people, which mm. doesn't add value at the, at the end of the day. Mm. So this is what I'm saying to young people who are listening. Mm. It is high time to appreciate what somebody is doing. If somebody is doing good, appreciate what someone is doing good when he's still alive. Mm. This circumstance of waiting for somebody to die is when you say how oh, this person was good, how mm. oh, this person was your friend. Mm. I don't want that type of thing. Mm. 
if somebody is good, say it when he's alive. Yeah. If he's not improving on something, say, this is what needs to be improved. Mm -hmm. Now you see everybody praising Magufuli. Yes. Imagine. When he's dead. Yes. But yet when he was alive, when he was talking about facts uh -huh. that can make Africa better, mm -hmm. we Africans, and there are so many, we Africans say that this person don't mean good for us. Mm. So we must accept that there are people with good ideas, mm. we take the good ideas and we leave the bad ideas and we make a better continent. But provided that you don't appreciate what so-and-so is doing, mm. then that is the loophole for us failing as a continent, failing as a village, failing as Africans. Absolutely, Brother Amos. Very, very powerful. Very, very yeah. profound. Very, mm. very profound. Yeah. You know, Brother Amos, uh, you just mentioned something on, on, on Mr. Magufuli, President Magufuli. You know, now he's no more with us. I don't know if you are a Christian or if you're a Muslim or what, what, what religion are you or what uh, aspect of uh, uh, spirituality or are you a Christian or Muslim or? I'm, I'm a Christian, but I believe in other people's religion wonderful, still because wonderful, God wonderful. is the God we worship is one God. Exactly. They are not two gods. Exactly. <laughs> that is very powerful. Yes. I like it. What yeah, is yeah, your yeah. idea on the concept of death? Do you think people die and they go like Mr. Magufuli is gone? Where, where do you think he has gone to? What is your conception of death? Do people only live once YOLO? You know, the, some people think life is YOLO. You only live once. So what, what is your conception of death? Uh, what does death mean to Amos? That, that, that's, that's a very good question. And I like the way you have, uh, you have asked it at the right time. Mm. Because, you know, uh, death is inevitable. This is something that we need to know. Mm. Death reveals that we have a time limit to what we can do. Mm. We must use time well, do good, and create a legacy before death mm. comes. That is the, my only thing I can say. Provided we don't uh, create good legacy, we don't um, have good relation, we don't uh, have good ideas that can help the continent, then you don't have a legacy. Thomas Sankara died, but his ideas still live with us. Uh. Kwame Nkrumah died, but his ideas still and ideology still live with us. Mm. Steve Biko died, but his ideas still with, live with us. Hmm. Now Joseph John Pombe Magufuli has died, hmm. but his idea still live with the, live with us. Hmm. So, if you create a legacy that is good, a legacy that benefit the continent, hmm. a legacy that will impact more life. Hmm to Africans and Africans in diaspora, mm. then trust me, you are not dead. You are a living dead. Mm. You are living dead. Your legacy, is still, your legacy is still there. Like, just the same way we still remember the Mwalimu Julius Kabaragi Nyerere with his philosophy and ideologies. Mm. It will never die. Mm. Thomas Sankara left us. Mm. But you see, his ideas are still there. They're even in online, and people are still using his idea and his philosophy. So we, Africa, what we must 
evaluate from ourselves. We must do what is called soul searching. Soul if searching. I die today like Amos, hmm. yes, if I die today like Amos, what will people remember me with? Hmm. Is it this good shirt that I'm putting on? Hmm. Hmm. Or is that community that I planted that we on? Hmm. So we must live a good legacy because death is invertible. Death hmm. reveals that we are we have time limit. But the legacy that we leave will judge us. Remember, history will judge us harshly. Absolutely. See people who have uh, who have been leaders, who have been dictators. Oh. History have judged them very harshly. So if you do something that is not in the right way, history will automatically judge you. Oh. And that's how you'll kill your legacy. Absolutely. Absolutely. But almost... Mm. In 2017, during the G20 meetings, I don't know if maybe I can, you're not aware, maybe I can let you know about it. There was an Ivorian journalist who asked Mr. President Macron if, uh, if the, the, the West, if the Western countries have any Marshall Plan for Africa. You know, during the, during the World War in, that happened in, in Europe, after Germany was conquered, you know, the European yes. nations and, and America basically put some money aside, you know, to help Germany rebuild itself. So this Ivorian journalist asked President Macron, does um, the Europe have any plan, money aside, to help Africa rebuild itself? President Macron said that Africa has a problem of civilization. Uh, women give birth mm. to many children. What are some of your thoughts on mm. this? Do you think Africa has a problem of civilization? Do you think having many children is a problem? Or maybe we are, attacking, maybe we are failing to address the bigger elephant in the room. Maybe what are your thoughts on, on, the, on the comments of President Macron? I, I think uh, it was a very good comment. Eh? Mm. It, it, it has both uh, negative and positive. But I will go for positive, which is good. Mm. That, And as I said, I said it previously when we were starting, that we must decolonize our mind. Mm. If we don't change our mindset. Mm. And that is why even these civilizations come in. Uh-huh. If we don't change our mindset, we can never be civilized in a way. Because the mind is the standard of the man as said mm. before. So it's a is a very good comment. But the big thing that we are still not addressing that is contributing to all this thing uh-huh. is that we are not united, my brother. Yes. We are not united. I know I cannot elaborate extra that, but on my opinion, in my opinion, I think unity mm. is the big elephant mm. in the house. Wonderful, wonderful. But almost uh, our second last question for mm. tonight. We have been looking at our brothers in the Europe and America, our black American community. They have come up uh, with a concept and this uh, movement to say of reparations. They want the West to pay reparations for what the damages that they did to our ancestors. So these reparations come in many forms. Some people are saying it's monetary, they have to pay a certain amount of money. Some people are saying, no, you have to change the system. What do you think reparations mean? Do you think that the harm that has been done for black people over the years in slavery, in colonization, we deserve reparations or not? 
and what does reparation mean to you? Is it in a monetary in a monetary aspect in terms of money, or there's a deeper meaning to reparations to repair the harm that has been done? If you believe there was harm that was done, it is true. Reparation has a very deeper meaning, and I want to thank you for that very nice question. Uh, first of all, you see now what the, this continent is facing now. A very great pandemic mm. and even if we go beyond pandemic there is still colonization mm. you have seen videos going around about Chinese investing in uh, in Africa uh -huh. investing is not bad eh? mm. but where somebody comes and build for you for example a railway and they have control over it for years like hundred years what do you think about that mm. That means we still don't have economic independence. And he who feeds you as Thomas Sankara's wanted controls you. Mm. He who feeds you controls you. Mm. So I'm seeing, I'm, I'm still seeing we Africans, some part of uh, uh, countries are still colonized. Mm. Because if somebody gives you a loan of uh, trillions of money, US dollars, and they tell you that you will work for 100 years to come to ensure you pay this debt. Mm. Then that means that we are still not going to have the, that economic uh, independence. Mm. And that brings to the question that you are, you are, you are now raising. Mm -hmm. So there is still a lot to be done. There's still a lot to be done, Mr. Amos. That is absolutely, There's still a lot to be done. absolutely amazing. Yeah really appreciate the, 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 the perfect answers to the questions that you have been able to, to respond in, in, in this short time that we have had with you. Many people say that uh, mm. modern slavery, at the moment there is a concept of modern slavery. It means the chains that were in the hands are no more in the hands, they are now in the mind. You know. And what can you say to address this idea of modern slavery? You said that we have to decolonize the mind to be able to move away from modern mm. slavery, you know, to basically see how we can come. It is true. You, yes, go on, go on. You know, you know, my brother, modern slavery, if you want to do away with it, it starts by simple as this. Eh? Mm -hmm. This is a small bag. I don't know if you can see it, can which see is it. being made by my company. Wow. That is if beautiful. you open this bag, eh? if you open this bag, eh? oh, it's a very big, yeah, I want to show you, it's oh, a full bag, eh, as you can see. Bag. It can fold to small bag. Wow. Yes, it's, it's a big bag, but was folded. You can see the zip that the way it was done. Wow, that is very beautiful. So, it is mindset. It starts with that. Mm. If I believe that this thing was small like this and it has come out with this creativity nature mm. and we have this, mm. then we start to bring up something in our mind that we need creativity aspect in how we handle things. Mm. We need to support one another. Wonderful. Now, if you work... Brother Amos will join us very soon. Yeah, go on, Brother Amos, go on. We can hear you. Sorry, I think I lost it. I lost <laughs> We can hear you. It's okay. Go on. Yeah. yeah. 
toothpick i was just saying toothpick if you walk to restaurants across um, across uh, africa you find chinese companies mm. providing toothpicks it is very sad this restaurant do you want to tell me there are shortage of africans who can who can make these toothpicks and supply to these hotels mm. Yeah, no shortage. There are no shortage of Africans. So provided we begin, and it begins with small things just like what I've shown you. You can now see what we are doing. This is a diary done by us. Mm. Wow, that is beautiful. So it starts with simple, 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 simple things. Mm. We, if we provide this basic need to have economic independence with our country, and we not and tell the Chinese that we don't want you and be able to develop a proper mm. railway, then achieve it. It has to, and it has to be the the knowledge and how we are going to do it they are not africans mm. and even in diaspora mm. provided we follow the right way but the problem we have in africa is that we are corrupt from point a to point b mm. and this is what is failing as african completely A company in ghana that produces toothpick we must stop a company from China from support from 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 supplying toothpick to this uh, particular organization to this particular restaurant Absolutely. or particular company. Absolutely, brother Amos. This is these are pens, eh? mm -hmm. but if you find these pens in so many offices, it's a Chinese pen. Mm -hmm. It's a Chinese made in China. So if we can get Africans who can make these pens and they supply such type of pen, mm. then we stop modern slavery. You know, but that Amos, is basic you know, small Amos, things, the point you're and making, we get it right. The point you're making is very, very valid. I just, I don't know where to start from. You know, but almost we have countries in Africa who are getting heavy loans mm. from China. Even the African Union building, which is in Ethiopia, mm. was given as a gift from China. But we have so many people who have money in Africa, billionaires in Africa. Why don't we take loans from our own people instead of going abroad? It's true. Leave, 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 leave alone. Leave alone even even African Union. You walk to almost part of African countries, even their own parliament, constructed by Chinese. My God. Airport. You go to Zambia. Zambia airport is constructed by a Chinese. By Chinese. Are we saying that there are no Zambian architects who can design hmm? an airport? So this tell me, how sad. will we achieve economic? Hmm. Africa has the best ad, uh, architects. Exactly. Africa has the best engineers. Hmm. We must begin to say no to some of these things. If somebody wants to come into your house and tells you, you know what, this table from today will be mine, you will not use it to put your food on it. Mm -hmm. Angry automatically. Mm. 
because one day you wake up and say that you know this table of yours is mine and i'm taking it away where will you eat So we must be tough in our own house, provided we are not tough in, on, in our own house that we'll continue having this modern slavery. Trust me, you. I'm not saying the Chinese are bad. I'm not saying the Western people are bad. Mm-hmm. But we must begin to think as Africans and say no, no to some of these um, loans that we have, which we'll pay. If we don't pay, then our great-great-grandchildren will pay for them. But mm. well, almost for us to end our meeting for today, I want you to let us know, how do you see Lowy Africa in the next 20 to 30 years? What is your vision for Low Africa, for Lowy Africa? And then you can also let us know how can people get in touch with Lowy Africa. You can give your phone number and your email as well and the website. And then we'll be able to come to the end of our session today. How do you see Lawyer Africa in the next 10 to 20 years? What is the vision for Lawyer Africa? Thank you very much, my brother. I love Africa as a, a very good company and a social enterprise that, that is expanded in rural areas and training young people now to see you, training young people now to make African uh, brands from locally, local materials. I see love village, supporting an entire village, education in terms of skills acquisition. Mm. I see love Africa feeding an entire village in the next 10 years. Wow. I wow, wow. That is beautiful. providing shoes, uh, let me say clothing, to an entire village in the next 10 years. Wow. I don't see Lawi Africa as, as, uh, as, a, as a make billions of money and, and uh, when somebody like me the I see in village oh. not in towns in things there not specifically me but people mentored and nurtured by Zola Bantu uh-huh. to make an, an impact in these villages uh-huh. because they were Villages are dying and poverty is starting from. So, so I believe for who are listening, then Lawi Africa is going to be a very big social enterprise that is saving life across Africa. Thank you so much. Uh, just some contacts on how we can get in touch with you and uh, those who are listening. Maybe you can give your email just to keep your number a bit private. People can contact you by mail. Yes. Uh, yeah. Th- thank. Thank you very much. Our email address is uh, lawiafric at gmail dot com. But also we have uh, our our phone number for Lawi Africa, specifically for uh, clients. If you want to reach out uh-huh. to us, is plus two five four uh-huh. one one two two seven three six two nine two. 
the email form that is l a w y a f r i k at gmail.com lawiafric at gmail.com our contact is plus two five four one one three six three two two nine two our contact is two five four one one three six three two two nine two wonderful thank you so much for the almost so also we have our social media pages yes, yes. which on, i'll share with you go on go on go on yes yeah we also have our social media pages uh, that is at lawi africa Everything is Lawi Africa. If you just search Lawi Africa, you'll get us in those pages. And also, my brother, there. Thank you so much, brother Amos, for being here with us. We really appreciate you so much for taking the time to talk to us at Zolobantu. You are our mentor. We admire you. We are going to yes. see how we're going to support Lawi Africa and support the PLO Foundation. We believe in your vision and we want to be part of your vision as well, you know, uh, as soon as possible. We, we love you so Thank much. You. We, we, we send our greetings to all the, the team at Lawi Africa. Thank you for allowing us to talk to your leader and uh, send our regards, you know, to our mentor, uh, Mr. Piolo Lumumba. We love him. We appreciate the work that he's doing. And uh, I just saw Mr. Amos' uh, latest post on WhatsApp. Uh, there's a guest speaker, Professor Bitangen Demo, will be live on Zoom on Thursday, 5 p.m. East African time, the 1st of April. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Uh, do, you, do you have anything to say about this um, this meeting? Do you encourage people? Yes, this is, a, uh, this is an event that is organized by Tandao University. And uh, he's hosted by a very good friend called Kevin uh, Anyango. Mm. So I think uh, we'll share more details. Should uh, join. And beside that, also on Monday, we'll be having the um, um, future of small media enterprise oh, wonderful. in Africa. Mm. The future of small media enterprises in Africa. In, amid this of this COVID-19 because small media enterprises are now facing difficulties mm. so we welcome you and I just want to say thank you to my brother mm. and Zola Bantu Wonderful. For, for hosting me mm. and uh, if you wish to support you are welcome to support us we are a very small step that will make the real thing that we want for Africa. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Brother Franco. Until next time. Huh? Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. You can you can leave the, the meeting if you if you're ready. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. Amos Onyango, such a conscience awakening brother.
from the beautiful nation of Kenya. You have heard him speak about his life. He has given you an idea of who he is and what he does. It is such an honor. Here at Zola Bantu, we always hope to host such amazing people like this who can come and encourage us, you know, who can come and encourage us to let us know more about uh, uh, Africa and their dreams, their visions. You know, it is always amazing, my dear brothers and sisters, to to believe in, 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 such, in such people who basically can motivate us to become the best version of ourselves. My dear brothers and sisters, at Zolabantu, we are going to basically uh, bless you with amazing guests that are going to come in Zolabantu. We are a platform that is growing, and we are hoping to collaborate and talk with other people that can basically um, be part of our movement to see how we can wake up the conscience of Africans. And Mr. Josh, Mr. Amos has been such a mentor and uh, he's been part of us, you know, for so for a few days and a few weeks together. So we are really happy to have him. We're really amazing to, to host him in, at Zolabantu. You know, Zolabantu believes in the restoration of the principles of the first civilization, you know, that built uh, basically uh, uh, Egypt, the ancient Egypt for 15,000 years. The principles of Zola, Ngangu, Lendo, life, purity, and justice that basically elevated Egypt for such a long time in the world. You know, ever since uh, the West took the mantle of leadership in Africa, they went ahead and colonized our ancestors. You know that very well. And they brought in the ideas of a civilization based on to have and accumulate uh, basically resources but our ancestors basically built their life based on ubuntu you know they saw the sense and life was to see how they can be a blessing to those who were around them this is what we plan to restore at solabantu so in the coming days and weeks we are going to host amazing guests on our platform of solabantu my dear brothers and sisters People who come and share us with us their life, who come to give us ideas on how they are working and, and how they can basically encourage us, you know, so we can move forward, you know, as a, as a people, as a community. My dear brothers and sisters, we are going to give you a Zolabantu uh, calendar so you can have a look at what you are to expect, you know, at Zolabantu in the coming days. Some of our mentors that we look up to, if they can hear us, uh, let them uh, contact us. It would be such an, an honor to, to receive them on our platform of Zolabantu. We basically have our target guests of 2021, mm, my dear brothers and sisters. Our target guests of 2021, we're going to show you uh, in a moment, the people that we hope to host at Zolabantu. You know, to give us a, a better idea, you know, of uh, their fight and what they believe in. Uh, we hope that uh, Zolabantu would be a place where we can learn more about Africa, 
you know, where we can learn more about uh, what we basically believe in and our principles. You know, our leader, Congo uh, Nimi, who the Europeans call Noah, he basically, uh, after the Great Flood, he left uh, Africa, he left the heart of Africa and went towards Egypt to build the greatest civilization that took over 15,000 years, the Golden Age. Our target guest of Zolovan to 2021, you can see, as I'm about to show you, the people that we hope to host at our Zolabantu uh, platform. We have amazing people like Dr. Susan Tata, uh, the leader at uh, Pan-African Pan Daily TV. Professor Piero Lumumba, we hope to have him also at Zolabantu. Bishop Joshua Maponga, Mr. Mrs. Choma Phillips, and also Mr. Cho, Mr. Samuel Phillips. We are looking to host amazing leaders like Dr. Uma Johnson, the leader of the FDMG Foundation, Mr. Rafael Paul, uh, an amazing leader at, G at GMFM, Mr. Rutendo Matinyarare, such an amazing conscience brother. We have people like Mr. Zach Mokasa, conscience awakening brother, and uh, Mr. Julius Malemo. We have amazing people like Mr. Amos Onyango we had today, so we hope to host more people as well about to Dr. Mumbi Seraki, Nya, uh, Nyangaza, we are hosting Nyangaza, the Healing Brothers on the 5th of April, Mr. Char Madam Charlene from Master Studio, Mr. Jun Junior Masandi, uh, Brother Kwaku, Dr. Ikana Chiombori, Lance Curving from Brother Lance Camp TV, Brother, Brother Dulani, Sister Shanice, we are hoping to look for Mr. Ralph Smart to join us at Zulabantu. Dr. Abu Ratata, I watched the reparations on Sister Shani's show. Dr. Abu, Dr. Abu Ratata, we hope to host him. Prophet, Prophet Meduti Kwaku, Brother Jamas, Dr. Atu Yehoshaphat. That's a conscience awakening, Father, that we hope to host at Zulabantu, my dear brothers and sisters. At Zolabantu, we hope to have all these amazing people to join us in our platform of Zolabantu to see how they can be able to contribute and support our ideas and if they can share with us, my dear brothers and sisters. It is a joy, you know, to be alive and to be part of this uh, platform. So we hope that uh, you all can be a blessing to us at Zolabantu. You can see if you look at our website of Zola Bantu, my dear brothers and sisters, those who are watching us live for the first time, we basically believe in the leaders that we have today. You know, we always complain as Africans and talk about amazing leaders that we had in the past, Thomas Sankara, Kwame Krumah, but today we are blessed with people who are actually liberating, who are working hard, you know, to free the conscience of black people. We have amazing people like Miss Joma Phillips, you know, from Singi Africa magazine. If you go on our website, we display our leaders, people that we look up to who are alive with us today. Miss Joma Phillips from Singi Africa magazine. We have amazing people like Mr. Joshua Maponga from the Farmers of Thoughts, the African Indigenous Movement. He is one of our mentors that we look up to and we hope to host at Zola Bantu. Dr. Susan Tata 
the head at Pan-African Daily TV. She's doing amazing work at Daily, and you know, this week she's been doing the Magufulication Week. You have seen how she has hosted so many people to speak on the life of Dr. and Professor and President Magufuli. Dr. Mumbi Seraki is an amazing leader. Most of you have been watching Dr. Mumbi's show. Dr. Mumbi Seraki is the person to, you know, to, huh, to look at because he, basically, she has been really uh, working so hard and really waking up the conscience of black people. We have amazing people again, like Zach Mokesa. Unfortunately, he speaks in, he speaks French. So if you understand French, you can basically listen to Zach Mokesa. Amazing conscience information from him. Dr. Rikana Chiombori Kwao has been the face of Africa in the diaspora. You see how much work that she's been doing, revealing so much secrets about Africa, which we hope to host her also at Solabantu. Professor Piero Lumumba has been nothing but a mentor, a teacher, and, and an amazing father who basically has been teaching us amazing things over the years on how we can wake up our conscience and become serious about what we want to do as Africans. Dr. Uma Johnson, the leader of the FDMG Foundation, very soon the Frederick Douglass and Mar Marcus Gavi School will be starting very soon. Donate to the FDMG, FDMG Foundation the school, support Dr. Uma Johnson, save your black boys in the state. These are some of our leaders that we have at Zola, that we basically admire Zola Bantu and on our Zola Bantu website. If you go to our website on Zola Bantu, you would see that we have a section called to awaken your conscience. Uh, Awakening your conscience section at Zola Bantu basically uh, gives you ideas on how, if you want to awaken your conscience, we have some materials at Zolavantu that you can basically read to see how you can awaken your conscience. You know? We have amazing information over there at Zolavantu that you can have a look at. We have uh, our Zolavantu syllabus right there. You can have a look at it on our website. And if you look at our website at Zolavantu, we have so much teachings that we are teaching at Zolavantu from different topics that you can have a look at. We hope that uh, we are looking for 54 Magufulis, 54 Magufulis at the head, you know, of of Africa, to see how we can basically. Uh, bring to life the ideas and the vision of uh, Dr. and President Magufuli. My dear brothers and sisters, you can do it. You can be able to be a change to your community. You can become an ambassador of Zolabantu. We are about to run a campaign of 100 ambassadors at Zolabantu were able to understand our ideas, contribute to our concepts and our ideas. It was an honor to host uh, Mr. Amos Onyango, and uh, we hope that in the coming days you join us as we host many more guests as we have displayed to you. You know, uh, we hope to uh, host uh, amazing uh, people like 
uh, we have mentioned uh, just a second let me show you so you can have a look we had an honor to host uh, mr amos onyango saturday and uh, in april we have amazing guests to show in april we're gonna host the njangaza brothers on the fifth at zolabantu so tune in charlene the leader at master studio on the seventh we're gonna host brother Ju junior masandi on the on the 10th of april hopefully dr susan tata on the 11th and brother lance kevin on the 16th if you can join us and we have an amazing lady an amazing woman conscious and working uh, mentor miss choma phillips on the 18th and also mr rafael pablo paul on the 23rd if you would like to speak to Zorabantu and also be part of our guest list, contact us and on our email and on our phone numbers, plus 9198-110396660. You can email us at menzillas at gmail.com, M-E-N-Z-E-A-L-O-U-S at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website of Zorabantu, Zorabantu.com. Dot org, and you can find more details on our Zola Banto page.